Abby Neiman is a junior at Arkansas Tech University. If you recognize her last name, there's a good reason why. She is the daughter of our very own Brad Neiman, and she joins us today on the Spotlight. Abby, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is the first Spotlight of 2022, so you are first in the year. <laughs> I don't know how, how that makes you feel. I, I feel special. That's cool. Um, there, there were all kinds of conversations that me and your dad had about you being on the show. And so one of the first things I wanted to ask about was um, one of the things we're trying to highlight with all of our marketing this year is that we put the real in real estate. Mm -hmm. And so with that in mind, there is a reality behind real estate that I don't think necessarily most people see. Mm -hmm. Growing up in a realtor's home is challenging at times yes right it can be um so when i was younger my dad did work a lot um which has obviously paid off now he is a phenomenal phenomenal real estate agent um but growing up he was gone from like 7 30 in the morning to 8 30 at night which meant you know i had babysitters picking me up from school because my mom worked as well um and so that would mean you know they would pick me up stay with me until about 5 or 5 30 until my mom got home and then Back then, we didn't know my dad could cook, and as we all know, that's what he's well known for now. Right. Um, and so, mom would always just make the good old hamburger helper, chicken alfredo, tacos, you know, stuff you really can't go wrong with. Um, and then, I, I guess it was around 2013 when we moved out to the country, dad opened up this big idea of, I want to have a garden, and I want a can, and oh, I can cook. And we were like, you, what? You can cook? Well, we had no idea. I am, I'm curious, too, because you mentioned that this is what your dad is known for, this this canning, this gardening thing. We're going to hold on to that thought just a moment. Okay. The first few years of your young life, you mentioned he was gone a lot. Mm -hmm. I think there's a misconception when people talk about getting into real estate. They say, you and I were talking about it off air. Yeah. You know, big commission checks, mm -hmm. big extravagant HGTV kind of lifestyle. <laughs> it's not like that, is it? No. So honestly, the reality of real estate is you bring work home with you. And I mean, you know, people might think, well, he has an office. Why would he bring it home? You have people calling you when you're at home trying to spend time with your family when you're on vacation, you know, and you're like, I'm on vacation. You know, they're still going to call you and say, hey, this happened today or, you know, this happened while you were away at the office. What do I need to do? How do I go about it? And my dad does do a really good job of balancing the two. He does work from home. And um, that is something that I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you are a real estate agent, not only do you work in the office, you have to work from home because you're going to have a select few people go, well, I'd really hate for you to miss a sale. And so then it's like, ah, okay, you know, what can I do for you? Even when you're on vacation at your paid time off. When when that happens, you know, as a, as a realtor's kid, you, I mean, you've never known anything different, right? Right. I mean, was there a point where you're like, hey, can you guys like stop calling for just a <laughs> minute? Was there was there ever anything like that? Um, I mean, it does kind of get frustrating, you know, when we're out trying to do something as a family and he's constantly having to be on the phone. And that 
in no way means that he is a bad dad. He's honestly such a great father. Um, he's I a just, pretty good dude, yeah. He is, yeah. He's awesome. I really honestly can't say enough good things about him. Um, but it does get frustrating for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're trying to spend time together. We don't get this time together all the time. Like I would really just love to have some time with my dad. Sure. And so it's hard when he has to be like, hey, hold on just a second. Hey, this is Brad. How can I help you? You know, and I understand why he has to do it because it's paid off and he's doing awesome. But I mean, it does take away from family time. Uh, you know, not as much as it used to. Right. Um, which is, which is nice mm -hmm. as you mentioned. Um, but again, one of the things that we were trying to convey here is that he's got, 20 plus years in the business that's really why it's paid off those right. first 10 years or so you're on the grind oh i mean yeah those first 10 years i mean you have to be on your p's and q's you have to know what you're doing you have to be present and available because if you're not people will go to you someone else and that's just the reality of it you're not just getting commission checks and oh i'm going to show houses there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't see um, one of the things that has been, you know, a benefit for you, obviously, is the fact that he has been able to provide and you are currently a, a student at Arkansas Tech University, which I'm sure he has helped with in some capacity. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. What okay. are you studying? So I'm studying to be a middle level education teacher and I'm getting my bachelor's in that and then I'm going to go get my master's in counseling. What brought that on? So, um, for education, I had a babysitter growing up. Her name is Lacey Mayer. Lacey, if you're watching, I love you. <laughs> um, and she, or Lacey Isbell now, sorry, she got married. Um, she was my babysitter while my dad was away, like I was talking about earlier. Um, and she would take me to her dorm with her. She'd straighten my hair. And I really have always just kind of looked up to her. And at that point in time, she was a second grade teacher. Bless those elementary teachers. That was my major going into college. And I interned a little and kind of saw the reality of it. And I was like, ooh, this might actually not be for me. And so I was able to substitute teach. And I figured out I have fallen in love with the middle level. So like fourth through eighth grade, I love them. They're so sweet because at that point in time, they're independent, but they still want to make you happy. And so they're going to be so sweet to you. Um, and I mean, that's just honestly such a good grade to be able to teach. And I'm fortunate enough that I can go get my education to be a teacher. Uh, I was a youth pastor. Okay. For several years. And I dealt with <laughs> sixth through 12th grade. And then occasionally you'd get the, the fourth through sixth. Mm -hmm. What is it? You said they're still independent, but they want to make you happy. But what was it? Was there more to it than that? I mean, when you walk into that classroom, there's got to be something that says, oh, this is it. So for me, one of my biggest reasons for wanting to be a teacher is to make a difference in a child's life. If I've made a difference in at least one kid's life, I know that I've done something right. And, you know, a lot of the time... Kids need that person. They need you. They gravitate to you. And I mean, you can ask my parents. Kids have always gravitated to me. It's just natural. So for me, when I walk into a classroom, I feel comfortable. I feel like, okay, I'm here. I'm comfortable here. And I mean, I would teach whenever I would sub. And teaching, it just felt right. Like, you know, that feeling when something yeah. just feels right to you? That's just kind of how it is for me. <laughs> there is a, a, a servant's attitude with the Neiman family. Does that have something to do with it, you think? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I, through high school, was able to volunteer. And then in college, I'm a member of Zeta Tau Alpha, and we have a lot of volunteer opportunities as well. 
Um, and so that for me is kind of a really big part of it too, because you can get students that, you know, need help. And as a teacher, you can be that person for them. Um, I've had teachers that keep snacks in their drawers, even though with COVID they're, you know, not supposed to do that now, but before COVID, a lot of teachers would have snacks in their drawers. They keep water in their classrooms for those kids that come to school hungry and might not, you know, be able to eat at home. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why I suppose, I mean, you've answered the question like they're independent and they're, but I'm still, I'm still curious. Uh, when I was, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. When, when I was youth pastoring, I, I always seemed to gravitate to the kids who didn't have mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. Those were the ones who were my favorites. Because if you could break through to them, then you knew you did something. Have, have right. you had one of those moments yet? So I worked at a daycare this summer and um, there was a child in my classroom that I was the only one that could get him to calm down. He, I mean, would, he would throw chairs, he would run around the classroom and scream and throw toys. And I was the only person that could sit him down and be like, what is going on today? Why are you upset? Please talk to me. And he would talk to me. He would say, well, this is going on. And it was just an overstimulation thing. And nobody would have ever known that. And so I got to sit down with him and really figure out, I'm with a four-year-old that, okay, you know, this is going on. And so I was able to sit there and help him. And that was kind of when it like made sense to me why I'm doing what I'm doing. Even though he wasn't in the age group that I want to teach, I was still able to get through to a kid. Uh, does it break your heart a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I have seen things and I have heard things that, I mean, could make you cry. I mean, they're absolutely terrible. But, I mean, you just have to be that smiling face for them and be willing to give them a hug and say, everything's going to be okay. I'm here for you. We are talking to Abby Neiman. She's got the famous last name around here at Olathis. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668. When we come back, more with Abby right after this. I'm Brad with Olathis Realty. At Olathis, we pride ourselves on doing things differently. That's why we've invested in some pretty cool technology that sets us apart from our competition. We bought a Matterport camera. This allows us to create a 3D virtual tour like nothing else available in our area. It gives the user an opportunity to explore every inch of the house without actually being there. This works wonders in a regular market, but it's been a godsend through the pandemic. It's cool for buyers, but the real benefit belongs to the seller. You see, homes with a Matterport tour cut down on a number of showings because the buyers have already seen the house. They're coming to buy it. Homes with a Matterport tour sell faster and for more money than ones without. The home playing in the background sold in four hours with a more than full price offer. If you're interested in selling your home and like what you see, give us a call. We're unmatched in our approach to marketing and we'd love to show you everything that we do. Thanks so much, give us a call today. Back here on the spotlight with Abby Neiman, 479-968-5668 is the number to call if you're in the market to buy or sell your home. Abby, we've been talking about growing up in a realtor's home, and one of the things that I have that I wanted to bring up about this was, um, you know, we've talked about the parental side of this. We haven't talked about child side of this. What kind of kid were you? Um, so I was fortunate enough to have a good childhood. Um, I loved to be outside. I would ride my bike, my friends and I, because I lived by two of my closest friends. So we would always take our bikes and ride them around the neighborhood. And I mean, like I said, you know, both of my parents worked. So in the summer times, Lacey would come babysit me. 
Um, and so she also babysat the girls down the road from me. And so we would all play together and hang out. Um, I'm not gonna go as far as to say that I was a tomboy, uh, but I would wear, you know, my dresses and my bows and go play in the mud. Right. So, I mean, and my mom was probably like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to wash these later, you know. Um, but I liked to be creative. I'd go outside and make mud pies, you know, and I also had my Barbie dolls inside. Um, so I had a, you know, a really good childhood, fortunately, because my parents worked so hard and still continue to work hard. I have to create an edit point here because my switcher quit. Okay, there we go. Um, you were also telling me um, that you have some uh, quirks. That, that might do. be the best way to say <laughs> it. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm a parent myself mm -hmm. and you know, you, it, Adora, when, I, when, when, she, when she was born, had a stroke. And so, you know, you're always constantly kind of, you know, watching what happens mm -hmm. there. Um, Brad clearly had to watch some things with you, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Um, so my parents love to eat shellfish. They, that's something that they love. And for me, that's something I can't have. Um, I found that out when I was 10 years old. Mom had made some kind of crab pasta and I ate it and my arms kind of started breaking out. And so we were like, ah, you know, maybe just a little food allergy, whatever. Well, then we ordered Chinese food and got shrimp and ate it and was like, oh my gosh. And so fast forward a couple years later, I'm with that neighbor that I was talking about earlier. We were swimming and her parents had made shellfish and I called my mom and I said, hey mom, you know, they're having shrimp for dinner. Do you think I can try to eat it? And she said, yes, but make sure they have Benadryl before you do. Because they lived in Atkins, and that's kind of a drive to the hospital. Yeah. And so she said, yes, just please make sure. And I said, okay, you know. And so I took a piece of shrimp, I dipped it in the cocktail sauce, and took a bite. And I kid you not, I swallowed it. We jumped in the pool. I came out from underwater. My face looked like a strawberry. And so we ran inside, took Benadryl, and then I took a hot bath and, like, scrubbed my face. And that did work. Um so yeah, that's an allergy that I've always had. However, now I've called myself involuntarily picky because yeah. I cannot eat red meat or dairy due to an allergy called alpha-gal. And alpha-gal comes from only a couple of places that we know of, right? Right, so um, if you are to get alpha-gal, you can either get it from getting bitten by a tick that has it or eating meat that has gotten bit by a tick that has it. And I mean, not everybody can get it. I mean, my biggest thing for me is that I think I got it from deer meat that my dad, you know, had provided. Um, but I got it, but none of my family got it. And so it really is probably just an immune system thing. It just kind of depends on your body. Um, were you a, uh, were you a mischievous kid? Honestly, not really. I would tell on myself if I did something. <laughs> I was just like that. Like, even if I fed the hamster a little bit too much, I'd be like, hey, mom, I kind of overfilled his bowl. And she, why are you telling me that? I just wanted you to know. I don't know. And so I used to tell on myself all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a whole, not really. I was scared of my parents. <laughs> what, what, was the, what was the most um, daring thing you did as it pertains to your parents? Um, probably, gosh, I had a Barbie Jeep growing up. And that was at our house when we lived on Waco. Um, me, my neighbor and I had gotten in my Barbie Jeep when mom got home from work and she was talking to Lacey and I took the Jeep just for a little spin around the neighborhood or like not even at the block really. And Lacey drove in her car and came and found me and was like, Hey, you know, your mom is looking for you. You should probably go home. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, went home and my mom was like, why did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to go for a ride. And she said, please don't do it again. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. Well, I went and did it again because me saying I'm sorry was in my mind permission to go do it again. So I did, 
Um, and then mom and I went to the movies that night and I told her, I was like, mom, I have to tell you something. And she said, what? And I said, well, I took the Barbie Jeep around the block again. And she was like, okay. And then, I mean, I got, you know, punished just like a kid would. But, I mean, that was really the only thing. I was just too afraid of them. I hated disappointing them. Their biggest thing for me is, I'm really disappointed in you. That, I mean, that hits harder than just getting in trouble. Yeah. That, <laughs> so you're one of those that if they say, ah, I expected better. Yes. It just it just hits you right in the heart. You're like, well, I, I suck. I can't. I'm like, I yeah, you're right. I'm awful. Off. Yeah. Right. And I, I, just I, cry. I apologize for existing <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was the same way. What's something about your dad that maybe we don't know? Oh gosh. Um he can be a little clumsy, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, yeah, he um he has a history for Stubbing his pinky toe, which I'm sure has been put on Facebook a time or two. We still joke about it. He stubbed his pinky toe on a little trampoline my mom had. And uh, I woke up to him screaming bloody murder on Christmas. And I, I was which like... Which Christmas? Uh, Not this last one. No, oh, it okay. was... Um, I think I was a junior in high school, so I guess that would have been 2016, okay. I guess. But yeah, mom got a mini trampoline to work out from home and dad, she had it in the back of the hallway and it, it got real dark and so you couldn't see. And so he had walked out the door of his bedroom and stubbed his pinky toe in it. I'm sure he's told you the story where it was sticking out and he popped it with pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard that story. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's among one of the favorites around here. Yeah. Yes. He fell down the one stair we had in our house and then when it snowed, he went outside and slipped and fell and then I went outside and slipped and fell. So I got some of my clumsiness from him. Um, you mentioned earlier, and I'm, I'm going to make a little comment here, okay. and, and I'm hoping that your mother doesn't kill me, okay? <laughs> because you said, you said, you know, mom always made tacos and chicken alfredo, kind of the things that, for the most part, are fairly easy to prepare. Yes. So I'm assuming <laughs> Brad's the better cook. <laughs> mom, I love you. Um <laughs> Um, yes, my dad, which she will stand in the kitchen and help him, or he'll say, just come look pretty in here for me. Um, and so she'll go in there and kind of help him get stuff out of the pantry, whatever. But my mom is very good at baking. Like, if I'm going to bake something, I'm always, hey, mom, I'm going to do this. What should I do? Or we'll bake together. Like, our big thing is we love making Christmas, like, goodies together. And so that's kind of always been our thing, and so we still continue that tradition. Uh, you mentioned baking. Are you, um, are you, are you good at cooking other things? Um, I mean, yeah, I can follow a recipe pretty good. Um, I love going on Pinterest and seeing, you know, what I haven't ever made before. I have tried new things and put, you know, too much onion, and so it tasted way too much like an onion, and I was like, I cannot eat this. Because I, I like onion, but too much of it, I just can't. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like I can cook and bake pretty okay. You mentioned earlier, we're going to uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, okay. By the way, if you're in the market to buy or sell your home, 968-5668, you can call Brad or any of our fine agents, they're ready, willing, and able to serve you right now. Uh, you're a member of the sorority uh, Zeta Tau Alpha. Mm -hmm. Why? So coming into college, I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. And I had always been told, you know, you know, Greek life is one of the best ways to network, make connections. And so going through, I really was just trying to keep my options open because there are four sororities and they're all fabulous. I mean, they're all great. All the girls are so sweet. Um, but what really drew me to Zeta was their philanthropy, breast cancer education and awareness. And I have never had anybody super, super close to me have breast cancer. I mean, I know people, my mom's old boss, you know, they, she struggled with that as well. Um, 
However, I've never really had anybody super close to me, but just the way that those girls connected through that philanthropy, whether they had been directly affected or not, was something that really hit hard for me. Um, and then I can remember on preference night of recruitment, I got asked, you know, where could you see yourself in the sorority as far as positions go? And I was like, well, you know, I am a Christian and, you know, I really enjoy, you know, doing my devotionals at night or, you know, whatever. And so they told me where they could see me in a position. And I had just never really been told that before, I guess, as far as like where I would fit in in a certain place. And so they just really made me feel at home and welcome. What do you see yourself doing five years from right now? So I am hoping five years from now that I will be a teacher somewhere. I don't even know where. Um, I would love to be in the Russellville School District. I love just how they treat their teachers and their students because I've been a substitute, like I said earlier, at the Russellville Middle School, and it was a really good experience for me. Um, however, I would also like to be a counselor. And so I'm hoping to get, you know, a few years of teaching under my belt and then go to be a counselor. Because like I said, I want to make a difference and I really do care about children and their home life and stuff that they have going on. And I feel like counselors are that person kids can go to, to be like, Hey, I'm struggling. Can you please help me? And that's the counselor's job to be like, absolutely. What can I do? And that's, you know, what really hits home for me. We're talking to Abby Neiman, the famous first daughter of Brad Neiman here at Alathus Realty. When we come back, she's been talking about studying to be a counselor of sorts. Let me give her the opportunity to give a little advice. Don't go anywhere. I'm Brad with Alathus Realty. At Alathus, we pride ourselves on doing things differently. That's why we've invested in some pretty cool technology that sets us apart from our competition. We bought a Matterport camera. This allows us to create a 3D virtual tour like nothing else available in our area. It gives the user an opportunity to explore every inch of the house without actually being there. This works wonders in a regular market, but it's been a godsend through the pandemic. It's cool for buyers, but the real benefit belongs to the seller. You see, homes with a Matterport tour cut down on a number of showings because the buyers have already seen the house. They're coming to buy it. Homes with a Matterport tour sell faster and for more money than ones without. The home playing in the background sold in four hours with a more than full price offer. If you're interested in selling your home, and like what you see, give us a call. We're unmatched in our approach to marketing, and we'd love to show you everything that we do. Thanks so much. Give us a call today. Back here on the spotlight with Miss Abby Neiman. If you were in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668, or just log on right now, www.russellvilleliving.com. Abby Neiman is with us. You said earlier you're wanting to be a teacher. You're also studying to be a counselor. So that's that's outstanding. I want to give you the opportunity to give some advice to some folks out there and perhaps even to me. Okay. Here is a secret that very few people know. Um, I'm returning to college for a semester and a half to finally finish up that pesky bachelor's that I, <laughs> that I needed to get. But I'm a little older now. What advice would you give me? Um... I would say go in with an open mind um, because every professor is different. And I mean, I've had a very wide variety of professors that have different ways that they teach, different ways that they use Blackboard and OneTech. And I mean, I've had to learn how to navigate Blackboard and OneTech because it is a lot different now. They change it up pretty often. Um, and so I think one of the biggest things for me is change your password. 
because your password resets ever so often and that can kind of be a pain um, because I've used every password I could possibly think of. But yeah, I would definitely say um, know how your professors are going to teach because you have to be prepared to learn how they teach because they are they have their way set in stone and how they do things. And so like all three professors that I had this past semester teach totally different. And so it was just, I had to navigate, okay, how am I gonna learn in this class? How am I gonna learn in this class? What am I gonna do in this class? The, uh, the second question is this, we mentioned at the very beginning of the show, what it's like growing up <laughs> in a real estate agent's home. Mm -hmm. Talk to the prospective real estate agents out there. They're saying, hey, I think maybe I wanna get my license. Hey, I think I wanna take my test. Mm -hmm. Give them a little advice. So know what you're getting into. I mean, really, like you have to know you don't have an eight to five job. You just you just don't. You're going to take your work home with you. There are some days where you're going to come home in the worst mood because, you know, maybe something fell through. Maybe somebody decided they didn't want a house anymore. Or maybe someone had their house on the market and they were like, actually, I don't want to sell my house because that is taking, you know, food off the table. That's a commission check that that real estate agent doesn't get. And so you just have to know, like, you don't get a bi-weekly paycheck. You get a paycheck based on your sales and based on the houses that you sell and the people that you can navigate with and network with. Um, and a big part of that is putting yourself out there. If you are not comfortable putting yourself out in the public and public speaking, don't do it. <clears throat> How proud of you are you of your dad? I'm very, very, very proud of him. Um, him winning the best of the best realtors for 2021, that was um, outstanding. He really does deserve it. I mean, like you said, He's worked 20 plus years doing this. And even though we, it was kind of a struggle in the beginning, um, he has come out of that even better. And I could not be more proud of him. Abby, thanks for being our first guest here in 2022. We look forward to some more, right? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All I'm right. excited. Thanks so much. That's Abby Neiman. And this is the Spotlight. We have more coming your way later this week. For now, I'm Drew Brent. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.